Love you all so much. Thank you all so much. So excited. So excited about today. Hey, um, but before I do get started, I do want to say we have some wonderful pastors. If you didn't know, Pastor Onanika, you are some of the best leaders on planet Earth. And I want to challenge everybody in this room and online, continue to pray for our pastors. This is actually, it's actually biblical. It's biblical to lift our leaders up in prayer. So um, this is really a challenge from God, not just from me, but uh, be praying for them as they carry the weight of the entire church and pray for wisdom, pray for clarity, pray for their kids, pray for their traveling, pray for their speaking. And uh, so let's just continue to be a praying church. Um, also, Pastor Onika's not here too as well, but be praying for her as well. She's online. Love you, Pastor Onika. Um, so I had the honor of going to Kenya uh, actually just last week. I think it was last week. Uh, something like that. Um, and if you don't know the history of uh, Kenya and or kind of our hands in Kenya, uh, Shoreline actually supports a children's home in Kenya and really so much more too, like help support uh, the Maasai tribe by doing little things like uh, buying cows and helping build churches and buying uh, even a piano for a church and just all these little bitty things that we look past and think, oh, it's not a big deal, but for them... Yeah. They've got a keyboard. Like, we can actually play the keys while we're worshiping together. It's amazing. So we went over there, and a couple of funny stories. One, I got to travel with uh, Bishop Ron Brown. That dude is so full of wisdom. But um, so they they like to give you names in Kenya, right? They... they... (laughs) So there's a specific tribe called the Samburu tribe, and a long time ago they, long time ago they gave me a name, and and uh, I was like, hey, we got to give this man a name, and I said, what is this man is beautiful, uh, or ma- a beautiful man in Samburu, and he wouldn't call him a beautiful man. He ended up giving him some other cool name, which was like the man people love or something yeah. like that, you know, oh, and awesome. and I was like, that's more fitting. So uh, that's accurate. I can't remember. It's something, it's not easy. Yeah, it's, you'll have to ask Ron. He had to write it down and all that. But, uh, uh, but anyways, another funny thing too is um, I kept hearing them say, um, I think it's Mikaka. And, and I'm like, I've, I've heard this before. And, but I was like, why do you keep calling me Kaka? You know, like, what is up with this? Well, in Swahili, this means brother. So I was explaining to him, I was like, that is not what it means in Spanish, all right? This is, if you don't know what it means in Spanish, don't even look it up. You don't need to look it up. But uh, anyways, that means brother. So to all my cacas out there, man. I can say it, it's Swahili, it's Swahili. But uh, Pastor Earl actually asked me to share a few things that I, I guess I kind of learned while on this trip and what I've learned from uh, Kenya. And uh, one of the things that actually this passage stood out to me as I was reflecting on the entire trip, and it's found in 1 Matthew 9, 22, and 23. 1 Matthew 9, 22, 23. A lot of you, this, this story, is probably, you're probably familiar with the story. Uh, but it says, Jesus turned around, and when he saw her, he said, Daughter, be encouraged. Your faith has made you well. And the woman was healed at that moment. When Jesus arrived at the official's home, he saw the noisy crowd and heard the funeral 
music. So if you know the story, Jesus, he put it in his way's destination to go to this specific home. And on the way, uh, he gets uh, bombarded by a crowd and he's interrupted. And uh, someone comes up behind him. A lady comes up behind him who needed healing, grabs and starts tugging at his garment, touches the garment and he stops. He stops for in the moment. And in Kenya, if anybody's ever been to Kenya, you know about the interruptions. I mean, it takes what should be a 45-minute drive, turns into like a four-hour drive. And it's not just because of the the traveling situation. A lot of of it is. It is because of the interruptions. It's because as you're driving down the road, there's somebody on the side of the road. And for Kenyans, it is very important for them to connect with, I mean, literally every single person. So it is nothing for them to stop right in that moment and say, do you need a ride? It's nothing for them to stop in that moment and say, hey, uh, do you need some water? Do you need some food? Can I help take you somewhere? I've seen this and been a part of this of where we needed to drive an hour out somewhere and they stop and take somebody an hour the opposite way and I'm in the back seat just annoyed I'm like you can Americans Americans man we like to get to our destination we like to get there and be whatever it is but for them the interruption interruptions is a way of life they wake up expecting the interruptions they wake up anticipating the interruptions and I was like man Lord I need this in my heart because how many times do I wake up and think I need to go to the grocery store just to go get the milk and my destination is just the milk and I run past the person who actually needs somebody to talk to. Even in church, I got to do this. This is where I'm serving. So we run past individuals who broken down on the side of the road just needing someone to talk to. This is the Good Samaritan's story all over. It's Do not let your destination trump what God is actually trying to do in the moment. Be okay with the interruptions. I'm praying. I'm speaking this over my own life. Be okay with the interruptions because there's somebody. There's somebody in your home tucking at your garment. There's someone at this church that is touching your garment. There's someone in your neighborhood that's touching your garment. And if we're so focused on let me getting to get to my job, getting to my place and not stopping, you may miss out. On the very prayer that you're actually praying, Lord, would you use me? We think the the way Lord the way the Lord uses me should look like this, but God's saying no. The way I'm going to use you is by a woman in a crowd touching the hem of the garment. So Jesus stops. Oh, uh, specifically for uh, this trip in Kenya, um, how we even found this children's home. And it, this is, this is uh, an amazing story, something I didn't really capture until later on in life. But we were going on a missions trip to help s- to do something completely different. And the guy that we work with, his name's Peter. Peter, And uh, he's like, hey, Kaka, can you come? Can you come? Can you come look at this place? Can you come look at this place? And I'm like, no, nah, man, we're supposed to be working over here. You know, this is what we're doing. This is what we're... He was like, please. I mean, I have never seen the man beg for anything. But he begged me to come and see this home. And I walk up to the home and I'm just like, I'm baffled at what I saw because I never could imagine people living like this. And if I would have been so caught up in doing that, doing what I thought I was doing, 
there was a lady, there was a little girl who was at this children's home. There was a little girl and actually a little boy who had been actually sold into sex slavery and rescued out of sex slavery. There was a bunch of little kids living in maggot-infested homes and a hole in the roof and rain was just pouring on their head. Their everyday meal was like, I think I'm going to get tea today, but I don't really know. Their thoughts were, maybe I'll have a better chance out uh, on the streets than I do in this very home. And, but there was this one, there was this one lady, there was one little girl, one little girl. And uh, I had completely forgot about this until this story. And uh, this little, this girl, she was, uh, she was probably about 12 or 13 years old and she wanted to go to school. And um, Shoreline uh, helped support her to go to school and we completely forgot about this girl. And we're on our way, again, the interruption, we're driving down and God, I mean, this is only a God thing, all right? Because you're, when you're in the bush, there are no street names, all right? It's like, take a left at the tree, take a right at the next two trees. You know, that, that's the way you're doing, that's what you're doing. So we're driving in the bush, and of course they stop for anybody who sees it. There's a bunch of little kids out there, and there's this lady right there. And uh, he stops, and there's no reason for him to stop. They didn't even flag Peter down, but he stops and he starts talking to them. And um, she goes, I know who you are. And I was, she was like, you're Shoreline. And I said, yeah. She goes, you helped pay for my school. And now I'm a teacher in my own community. She had went to school, got her degree. She could have taken her, her degree anywhere in Nairobi and made more money. But she decided to look back and go back to where she came from. And help. And there's even some of the kids that we support in her classroom. Wow. If I would have missed the moment so preoccupied with what I think I'm supposed to be doing, I would have totally missed out on the moment. We would have missed out on the moment of this lady who God had destined to be a teacher, to go back into the community to help some of the very kids that we're continuing to help support. So in that story, you see Jesus. He says he looks back. But he didn't look back thinking, oh, I got to go back and this is a bad thing. He was actually pulling her up so that he, she could look forward and be who she was called to be. And I want you to know, it may feel like sometimes these interruptions and us having to go back and us having to stop and us uh, thinking that, oh, man, things are going a little bit slower. But us stopping and looking back is actually helping someone to continue to go forward. This is the church that we're a part of. This is the church that we're a part of. We're helping pe pick people up off the ground and telling them, no, this is not where you belong. This is where you belong. And we're helping them move forward. Um, I, I think I had one other story um, told about the teacher investing them. I think that's, that's, that's the, uh, the end story. But I just want you to know that whenever you invest, even this heaven to earth offering, this is the children's home. Whenever I'm talking to the kids and they're telling me, I have dreams, I want to be an engineer, this is you being a part of them being an engineer. When you're sending support and a team gets to go, that's you hugging and loving on these children. So be okay with the interruptions. Be okay with looking back to help people move forward. And let's continue to make it on earth as it is in heaven. Amen.